So we are placing a phone call right now. Indeed. Are you ready to push the button? I am ready. Let's do uh, this. We're going to be interviewing uh, Andy Mascola um, from Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh, let's push the button and, and get uh, Andy. And I'll, I'll introduce Andy? him a little bit more once we All get right. him on. So we got it. Uh, hear what we're talking about. Hello. Andy, it's Mitch and Mark. How are you? This is Mark speaking. All right, Mark. How are you? I'm doing really well. Mitch is over there. Say hi, Mitch. Hi, Andy. How's it going? Hey, Mitch. Nice to meet you both. You too. So we are speaking with Andy Mascola. Uh, Andy is from Nashville, New Hampshire. He's the author of eight novels. The most recent one, Where Are You Now, Randy Dow, which I w- was fortunate enough to read recently. And uh, Andy really, really enjoyed that book. So um, we're, we're happy to have you on the air. Oh, right on. Thank- well, thank you so much for purchasing it. And thank you so much for reading it. That, that means welcome. a lot. I like to per- I like to sweet. read most things that I purchase. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite of me. Like I'm like I'll go into a store. I'm like I'm really gonna read this. Yeah. And I'm like, and then it's like, oh, it sort know. of defeats the purpose. Otherwise, you know, usually, <laughs> that's usually what happens. Uh, Andy is also a podcaster. Um, his yes. podcast. So explain. People are the enemy to me. I, I heard, listened to the most oh. recent one. Really liked it with the William S. Burroughs stuff. Oh, very very oh, good podcast. Oh cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah yeah. You know it's I, I started it in uh, on January first of twenty eighteen. Uh, my daughter and I started it. I thought it would be a fun thing that we could do together. And uh, and after a couple weeks of doing it, she said, "I'm I'm not interested in doing this anymore." <laughs> oh, that's typical. Yeah. yeah How typical. old is your daughter, Andy? How old is this daughter? Well, at 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 the time, she was seventeen. Okay. Yep. And, so yeah, not interested. Yeah, yeah. We we both yeah. understand that. <laughs> we we can relate so uh, much. Mitch has daughters that are eighteen and twenty. Oh. 20. 20. Oh, and I'm sorry. Mine, mine are twenty four <laughs> and eighteen. Yeah. So yeah. we Holy completely fuck. understand what you what you went through. Oh, there. and Good. a son yeah. at thirteen. Oh boy, Ooh, I yeah. don't have that. Thank God. Yeah. So, um, so again, all of Andy's novels are available on Amazon and also Barnes and Noble. Um, yes, thank you. Books. So I mean, yeah. seriously, um, go. I only read. I've only read the most recent. So go back through sort of a little bit about um, the process of being an independent writer and putting your books out there, and um, just sort of how it started, and a little bit more about your other seven books. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I for I started probably like a lot of folks did, or maybe a lot of uh, you know, independent independently or self-published writers do. You know, I had a blog and uh this was in the mid-aughts, if you can remember those days of bloggers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh and I was doing that consistently every single day. And and uh I did it anonymously, but I did have some coworkers who who um who knew about it. And one coworker in particular said, you know, you're you're not a bad writer. Would you oh, that's ever quite consider- an endorsement. <laughs> You don't suck, Andy. You don't completely suck. We get that a lot, though. We get that a lot. You guys, you guys are not shitty DJs. <laughs> Actually, I get the I get, oh, you get the harassment. Okay. All right, so the the, the coworkers say, "Hey, you're not bad. What's up with that?" Yeah, one fellow said, "He said you're you're not so bad." You know, he said, "Would you have you ever heard of this thing called uh, NaNoWriMo?" And I said, "No, I have no idea mm. what that is." He said, "Well, NaNoWriMo is this thing that occurs every year. It's National Novel Writing Month." And uh, and every November first, lots of folks uh, attempt to write a novel. They attempt to to get at least uh, uh, fifty thousand words of a manuscript down between uh, the, the the beginning of November and the end of November. And he said uh, he said I think if, you know he said given how committed you are to this blog or have been for the last few years, I think you might 
you might you might be able to achieve this goal if you if you if you can pull something together. And he said, now you're going to and he gave me this whole plan. He said, now you're going to have to tell your wife that you're going to be busy in the basement <laughs> <laughs> every night after work from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK, OK. And I'm thinking, about how long had you been married at the time? <laughs> <laughs> or how long were you? married? <laughs> <laughs> at, that, at that point, I, at that point, it was eight years. OK. Yeah. yeah so you're right at the eight year itch. Right. She's, she's like, go ahead. I'm Just totally, over the seven year itch. Yeah, totally that, that was into the eight year, the eight year, the yeah, the annoying rash. As a matter of fact, rash <laughs> from the all the scratching. Exactly. All right, but, so you're uh, in the basement. You're doing the writing. Wife yeah. Understands. So, so I told my wife, and she and I, I first I thought like I thought like this would be great. We'll do it together. I said you can write your novel, and I'll write mine. My wife said I have no interest in doing this at all. And I said, oh, okay, well, I guess it'll just be me then. So, yeah, so beginning uh, November 1st, I signed up for the National Novel Writing Month. And beginning November 1st, I, I, I started uh, I started uh, writing, and I, I was doing it every single night. And uh, ultimately, I finished at the end of November. And then I think it was like, uh, it was just about a month or maybe a month and a half later that I lost my job. And, and uh, I had to basically, I spend every day thereafter like five hours every day sitting at my kitchen table with a, a cell phone and a laptop and, and trying to trying to you know, a gun. get my foot in the door somewhere <laughs> and a gun so 50,000 no, words so, in, a, in a month is a lot yeah. of a lot to write it was a lot to write yeah anyways but the, the point being, I had to kind of just put the damn thing away until you know I could I could get a, I could you know get back to work. And uh, after about three months, I was I was fortunate to to be able to uh, to uh, secure another position. And, uh, and when I started working, uh, I I was in training for this new position. And uh, every day I'd go out to my car with the manuscript and I just edit it in my car because I didn't want anybody to say, "What, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> Is there a manifesto going on? What's yeah, going it's on? super nerdy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, comparatively, you know. But um, so yeah, so I I edited the thing and I thought about. I thought about ultimately after after I'd I'd gone through it a, a significant amount of times and thought yeah this is as good as it's going to be maybe I'll just publish it anonymously and then and then after reading it over a, you know a couple more times I said you know what this I should just uh, I should just throw my name on this because uh, yeah, because it's not bad and I'm proud of it and who the hell knows if so I'll ever An do Andy, this again what, Andy what's your real name. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're in level with us. It's okay. We're friends. Here. We're friends. Yeah, yeah. My real name is James Patterson. Excellent. But, that's no, that's okay. really that's a good choice. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so, what was the first right, novel right. about, and what was the name of it, and uh, what uh, the first it? novel was called? It was called Unmagnificent Lives, and uh, it was basically it was sort of like. Uh, do you fellows remember this movie Crash, where it yes. was like uh, mm, all these? Yep. Yeah, and it was uh, it was all these different characters, and basically their their lives kind of gently kind of crossed over into each other's, and but you know it was basically these vignettes that that were kind of all. It wasn't anything like that in terms of um, the plot per se, but in terms of like the structure of it, each chapter was a different character, and it was seen through the eyes of a different character, yep. and these characters' lives basically kind of ran into each other. You know, well, that's a um, cool concept. We're going to have like to definitely Fal pick yeah. Fal Faulkner, a little Faulkner esque. Yes, I, I suppose, I suppose. You know, I, I kind of, at that time, I was really enamored with with Chuck Klosterman's book, uh, Downtown Owl, where he tried something similar. Except what he did was okay. he, he had like four characters, 
and he basically alternated like every every other chapter would be that character again and, yeah. and uh, they're kind of all living in each other's lives yeah you know, living in the same neighborhood definitely in uh faulkner's uh as i lay dying one of my favorite novels uh, is again each chapter is a character from their yeah. point of view and then, and then how it intertwines with what's going on which is i'm gonna really check cool. that out you know i've never read that book the only faulkner i've ever read is the reavers and it, it was terrible i think it was like one of his last books but yeah, I, I yeah don't I go to the last one no <laughs> there's also a, a book and i can't remember the author the the title of the book is the slap it was very popular very similar type kind of yeah. event where everything was written through different uh, points of view throughout the book. Back to the most recent book, though, which is written in the point of view of a 11 or 12-year-old girl, would you yeah, say? Yeah, 11-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah, named Cassie. So yeah. was she potentially modeled a little bit on anybody that you know? Because this is one of the smartest 11 or 12-year-old girls I've ever, yeah. ever <laughs> conceived of, I have to say. <clears throat> yeah, it, I, you know, I suppose, I suppose in some respect, you know, obviously... Uh, you know, I, I uh, I'm the father of, of a of a young young. Well, she's a young woman now, but at the, at one time she was an 11 year old girl. So I suppose I took some aspects from that. Yeah, for I mean, her sure. vocabulary yeah. is 10 times what mine is. And if <laughs> and I combine, we probably don't know half the words that Cassie knows. <laughs> she's very precocious. I, I can't multiply yeah. that high. 10 you times. You can't multiply that. High. Um, I love the book. I love the way you. Uh, to Thank me, you so much. Your character, the way you build your characters, is excellent. And I love the way that even the characters that shouldn't matter all that much have a development to them. So when, when somebody walks into a bank or into a coffee shop, the descriptions are really good. It, it makes me feel, I can see it. It's very, very good uh, visualization, I have to oh, say. Oh, that's, th those are, those are sweet compliments. Thank you so much, yeah, Mark. Another it. thing too, when Emma's mom is fighting off the coyotes with a plunger. Yes. <laughs> Dude, where did you come up with that? It's just, it just popped into your head. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I, I can't remember, you know, I don't, I, you know, we, we, I, we've had coyotes in our neighborhood, and I, I yeah. actually experienced that um, not this past summer, but last summer. I was, uh, I, you know, I we didn't have any. We've never had a dog up until recently, like only like the last three months. We've, we've got a dog, but last summer we didn't have a dog, and I'd always look and be like, there, "There's got to be just." some stray dog walking around that I can just like make my dog. Like I just, <laughs> I was more like, I was more like at the idea that like, maybe the dog chooses you. You know what I mean? Oh, that's Cause a you really know, good point. just let it happen. Right? <laughs> so this brings me, Andy, insane, this brings me like, to another part of the book you. where Cassie, oh, I'm sorry. Go Ca ahead. so Cassie for the first time is picking up dog poop. And the yes. way, so that's you experiencing that in a way, right from you. You hadn't had a dog before. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, but I, I did have to take care of a friend's dog. Um, last year and around the time I was writing the book and I was like, wait, this is weird. You know, like the dog's poop is warm. Yeah, and I said, oh, of course ooh. it's warm. It just came, it just came out of its yeah, body. Very good, very I was going to say though, this experience, like if you don't mind me going back no, for a second, please, just to the back, coyotes yeah. Yeah, for, for a second, if only, cause it's an interesting story. I, interrupt I was people, in my front I yard. I was in my front yard, just like watering the grass. And, uh, and I, I looked across the street and I saw this, what looked like a dog just kind of like, you know, walking along at a pretty quick pace and it didn't have a collar and i thought like oh free dog there it is you know? free and, dog. and then i just sign on it i thought it was like actually happening for me i thought like there's no collar and, oh my and God. It's, it's in my neighborhood it's about 7 30 a.m like nobody was around i was like this is awesome this is exactly what <laughs> i want this dog is gonna choose me and i looked again and it was a coyote whoa Wiley. and i was like oh yeah. and I, I thought oh geez so so like i immediately like i was holding like a uh you know, I was hold, holding the, the hose, obviously, I was spraying down the grass, and I thought, well, I could 
you know, you know, I, I should probably be frightened and uh, maybe I should spray the coyote, but maybe he'd like that. I don't know. So I dropped the hose immediately and, and went for my phone instead to get a photo of it, you know, but uh, <laughs> of course, but, the coyote <laughs> did not, I think if the coyote did not choose you, and which that's is probably you a good thing. Foot. Is yeah. That what happened? yeah, it probably is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. A good thing. Um, so, but, uh, um, yeah. Let's talk music for a little bit, because I oh, think, you know, obviously yeah. there are a lot of mentions of music in the book. I, I, we do follow you on Twitter. I'm a big music fan, yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting is that I, I checked you out on Bandcamp, and unfortunately, <clears throat> what's really weird is because we're both into indie music, yeah. we only share one band in common on Bandcamp, uh, Bandcamp which is amazingly odd to me in a way. And I don't know which yeah. one it was. I've got to look back and see what it was. But I mean, it, I think that's, that tells you the vastness of the indie universe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, like Mark, I, I'd say I, I love Bandcamp. First of all, I think it's so yeah. great. And I think especially what they're doing every, the first, and I'll, I'll promote this, the, the first Friday of every yeah, month, they give great. every dollar that's spent, you know, to the artists. So if you buy an artist's album on a, on the first Friday of the month, um, that money goes directly to the artist. They don't take a cut of it at all. I think that's fantastic. That is really that's good. Yep. Support. Yep. But I, I, I'm also, I'm also very, uh, I don't know if you fellows are the same way, but I'm a huge fan of like physical media. So if I can, if I can get the album, you know, on, on, on a disc, believe it or not, I feel like I'm looking at like a ton of CDs right now. I have, you know, I still collect CDs. I'll, I'll do that. But so, so yeah, my, when I'm buying things on Bandcamp in particular, it definitely goes more toward the, esoteric or obscure if only because um that music is usually only available in a digital format that's maybe, a great you know point. from 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 the artist so you if know. you were listening earlier maybe yeah. not but mitch mitch and his wife went to uh, bull moose music you have is there one oh, i love bull moose music oh, so they were yeah. at the one up in scarborough maine and uh, i've dropped, never been to that one. Oh, it's a beautiful story oh, it's, a great it's wonderful story. But um, but but not just um, going there, but even on Bandcamp, I to to what your to your point is, I will search out uh, the artists that have some sort of a vinyl thing available. Yes. I'm much more into the vinyl thing. Um, I've been much more into that. We've we Mark and I've had a whole discussion. I think we've mentioned on the show about the visceral aspect of vinyl. Sure. And it's the same thing. It's like that. It's you you invest time into listening to it. And Bull Moose yes. was a great experience. And you're searching for things rather than the instant gratification of, I, I got this song from this artist, which has its place. Sure, it does for it us. Doing place. this show, it's necessary. But However. There's those t- I'm finding much more now where I go back and like, oh, I'm going to listen to this. And you invest that time to do that. Look at the artwork. Look at the, the liner notes and and all the things that go to that. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's also interactive. You, you right. have to get up 20, 22 minutes into the record and flip it over. You know? Yeah, I know. It's, so, it's you know, or if you buy a Ramones so, album, you got to get up in about 12 minutes. Which yeah. <laughs> and that's six songs that's worth. generous, too. <laughs> I, 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 love, um, I love listening to music while I write, and I think it's particularly helpful. I've said this before in, in, in that... Uh, if I listen to something, usually instrumental, because it's, if there's lyrics, I have a real hard time. Um, I'm easily distracted. But if it's an instrumental uh, record on vinyl, like an old jazz record or something yeah. like that, or, or something, uh, you know, like a, a weird uh, um, uh, keyboard or synth, synth, synthesizer music, and it, it'll force me to, to literally get up from my writing and walk over and flip the record over and kind of 
give me a pause into you know. No, we to call, kind of Mitch and I call that exercise, pause. actually. Yeah, yeah. So we, <laughs> that, that actually counts. I get, I get the right. I get steps in. <laughs> yeah. I get I get reps in because well, you, I'm you're doing some lifting, lifting of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's body. right. That's it's right. A deadlift. It's 180 yeah. gram yeah. vinyl. Yeah, that's heavy. So, yeah. Andy, what are you working on now? Oh, as far as writing. Yeah. Sure. Well, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I basically I've kind of kept up with the same sort of thing with National Novel Writing Month. The, the first of November, I, I always start my next manuscript, Super. and uh, I've gotten a lot of notes going right now for a story, and uh, I'm excited about it. And uh, I, you know, uh, so that that's uh, that's where I'm at. I'm basically Excellent. psyching myself up. It's it's it works out particularly well because we usually have a lot of leftover Halloween candy. I don't know, <laughs> if this video, but I'll be, I'll like work all day at my regular full-time job and then uh, sit down and, and, and pound Halloween candy and then hammer <laughs> hammer the keyboard, That's you know? Fantastic. And then what I'll do is, after I get the, the first draft of the manuscript down, I'll, I'll spend the rest of the year editing it, you know, until it it's as good as it can be. And then I'll, I'll release like it into that. the as wild. As good as it can be is kind of a good approach to life in general yeah that's yeah right. only love only love and death are perfect mark oh yeah. not love <laughs> not love no. <laughs> the imperfection of love uh, that's so great so tell us about so i in your most recent podcast you mentioned uh that there will be an interview um with another oh, author is that yeah, happening yeah yes absolutely it is yeah i'm excited because it's it's a person that i've known for a while now um and uh, we've been in contact ever since I think I think 2014, so about six years. And uh, this person's very prolific. And I I read this two of this person's uh, novels, and uh, I was. Uh, Are you gonna I'm, break? I'm, you're gonna break the news right now on the Mitch and Mark show. <laughs> Who is this person? Yeah. We're tired of hearing this person, to, this person, this person, this <laughs> person. Yeah, you'll have to tune in to to, okay. to, to find out. And when will but, that uh, when will that one be um, on the air? Oh, that well, that coming? that will be made available on the evening of October twenty sixth. Okay, wonderful. That's the day after my yeah. birthday, so I, I'm looking forward oh, to that. That's well, on Monday right on. Night. Well, well, I'm, I'll be sure to shout out your birthday. All right, that's fantastic. So, people are yeah. the enemy. We didn't get to exactly how you came up with that. Oh, um, as the podcast uh, theme or uh, name. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Well, I'll tell you how we came up with the name if you're interested. Yes, that's, I that's am. Kind of an interesting story. I was, uh, well, you know, uh, we're talking about digging through crates for vinyl, and uh, I was at a, at a Goodwill. And I was where I find a lot of great vinyl. Oh, we do too. You, you should come see our studio. It's covered in Goodwill vinyl, the entire four yeah, walls. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It's wow. Awesome. All right. Well, it, anyways, I was I was going through Goodwill vinyl, and and I I saw this. And of course, there's a lot of you know older records there, like the '60s, '70s, and I saw this one record with these smiling people's faces on the front, and and I looked at it for a second, and I thought it said, "People are the enemy," and I'm like, "Boy, that's a strange title for an album with like." <laughs> happy, smiling, like, you know, people from the 1970s on it. And I pulled it out and I realized it didn't say people are the enemy. It said people are the energy. And it was like, an oh, that's with, awesome. it was like, <laughs> I like it. but I love the it original. Was like, yeah. yeah. That's it was really like an up, up with people album or something. And I think it's on Spotify. I think you can actually find that. We're going to look for that and then yeah. completely ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One last question but, from me. Yeah. No, go ahead. Finish. Andy, oh, no, no, no. That's it. I was going to say, I put it, I put the title out there. I said, Hey, I just found this record. I thought it said people are the enemy, but it says people are the energy. But if anybody wants to use people are the enemy as a title for anything, Please feel free, and because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, that would be a good title for a book, or that would be a good title for this or that, a band, so, whatever," and then nobody used it after a year. And I said, "Well, heck, if nobody's going to use it, I'll take it and I'll call a podcast." People are the enemy. So yeah. if 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 people were to 
come to your podcast? I mean, you have some sort of theme. So people are the enemy, yes. So what would you? How would you sell this in the elevator pitch of what your podcast is? For Ooh, folks? Nice, nice question. Well, well, I'd, I'd say you know, it, it's um, well, I, I suppose it, it's it's a it's a it, there's enemies, there's people, <laughs> there's people. Yeah, no, it's a lot of times it's conversations with with people yep. I'm interested in as far as what they do creatively. Awesome. And a lot of times it's just um, me monologuing, basically just talking about uh, my day or my week or whatever, whatever it, it maybe just an anecdote from my life. As like uh, Mark mentioned, this last one was a story about me discovering William S. Burroughs uh, when I just got out of high school and uh, taking this beat generation sort of pilgrimage to Lawrence, Kansas to How'd visit the home of William S. Burroughs. <laughs> it, it, not so good. The man died like a week and a half before I, I went. I believe that happened. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we planned this whole trip, and, and yeah, it was unfortunate. But uh, but I got a nice picture out of it, I suppose, of me standing in his yard in front of his house with the and got in to state? speak to some of with his a hose. Did you stand out there with a, a hose? With a, yeah, with a hose and a coyote. Yeah, right. With a hose and a coyote. Yeah, a lot of great things happen in yards it's in my amazing. life. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. So, all right. So, my last question is about Beat Happening. So, this is oh, a band yeah. that not a lot of people know I love about. Beat Happening. You have, oh my God. you know, two vocalists. It's a very quirky band. And I, I noticed on one of your tweets that you knew every lyric to how many Beat Happening songs? Oh, my gosh. There was a time, like, when I, I, I discovered Beat Happening. And I don't know if you, oh, you guys are music fans, so I'm sure you've experienced this. When I heard the first Beat Happening album, it was like standing up straight for the first time. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It definitely. was so amateurish and, and, and quirky. And the lyrics were so like simple and so sincere and wonderful. And I was just like, you know, I was a guy who was into punk rock, and I, I thought like, I thought like, well, this is this can be punk rock too. Why can't you know? Why can't the the, the absolute opposite of, of something like a Black Flags Damaged, which I I love, um, but something mm-hmm. that is just not necessarily angry or, or um, super energetic. Why can't it just be? Why can't that be punk rock too and it, it, it maybe even more so you know in that it's just so counter everything that that, well, that's, that is that's the thing you know I mean, people have the perception that punk rock is oh it has to be this thing no the the beat uh or punk or whatever movement was about what is anti whatever you think it might be what yeah you know it's don't categorize it no no it, absolutely it, it can go not country it could go it, it's a matter of what is against what you are expecting Yes, for sure. I heard a story about Beat Happening performing, and I think they opened for Black Flag. And yeah. this was at the time when Henry Rollins was the lead singer of Black oh, Flag. And yeah. he was in the audience with his arms crossed, just looking like, what the hell is this guy doing? Watching Calvin <laughs> just, you know, in this deep baritone, like, sing these songs, <laughs> you know. And and I guess somebody in the audience who was probably there to see Black Flag threw an ashtray and hit Calvin Johnson in the face. Oh my like, God. literally, like, hit his nose, and he started bleeding. And Calvin Johnson just kept going he did not stop and did not flinch and performed the whole set and then and he became like, a really good wide receiver for the detroit lions yeah. <laughs> <later> <laughs> on it's so funny man like for the longest time you'd look up calvin johnson you know and you'd see like oh yeah the guy for me yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like wait who is this not calvin johnson. yeah he's been surpassed yeah. by the yeah. other yeah. i think that, and you know and i think the Cal- calvin johnson the football player just like retired like last year yeah, it's been a couple so, like, years I, but yeah the astro oh it's been a couple years yeah, i don't yeah, know it, sports it, at all yeah sorry I was wondering you about that. Yeah. Are, you, are you from Nashua? Are you from that area, or are you moved there from someplace? Well, I, you know, um, I moved up to New Hampshire from Danvers, Massachusetts, in the late '80s, and went to high school 
in Hudson, New Hampshire. Oh, I don't know if you know enough. Hudson. Yeah, I do, all. of course. Yeah. And then after after high school, I moved into a house with some friends in Nashua for a couple of years, and I really fell in love with the city. And then uh, and then I I moved back home for a time, and then uh, eventually I met my wife, who was from Pelham, New Hampshire, and uh, and we bought a house in in Nashua. It's all kind of part of Greater Boston now at this point, for the most part. That uh, for the, sure, yeah, yeah. Does for sure. Sort of it, so. Where where in New Hampshire are you? Are um, you from so Mark? I we're up in Maine right now. We're li- we're living in Kennebunk, both of us. But I do have a, my um, where I work for a company that's based in Auburn, New Hampshire, which is obviously, as you know, exit one or two on the uh, on one hundred and one. Um, <clears throat> we were in Hooksit for quite a while, but uh, yeah. So I'm down there about two or three days a week, and then up here in Scarborough. A couple others, but Mitch is from New Jersey, of all places. So. Oh, Jersey, where in New Jersey. Jersey are you from, Mitch? Uh, exit eight. No, <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. I had to do it. You know, yeah, I got to be the exit. <laughs> no, I uh, grew up uh, in uh, Milltown, uh, right near New Brunswick, and uh, um, and oh, shout out to also. Pat Tanizio's birthday oh, it's today. Pat's birthday. We'll be playing um, some smithereens. Was just he lived just north of us in Carteret, New Jersey. But anyway, I we moved from New Jersey in Middletown, which was a Jersey Shore area, Red Bank area. If you're familiar with any of that stuff, for those are you care. are you a fan at all of WFMU? I do you know of it. I all? do know of it. Um, a lot of the stations I listen to, I would do a lot of the more local. Um, well, way back in the day, WHTG. I've I've been up here over ten years or mm-hmm. over about eh, about ten years, so H E G and um, uh, Brookdale Public Radio down uh, in Monmouth County area. Oh, okay, uh, very good. Yeah, very good. So, Andy, we I, will be promoting yeah. your books. We'll be promoting your podcast. Listening in, and uh, yes, we would love to do an interview with you on your podcast whenever it works for you. And uh, <laughs> in the meantime, though, we're going to say good night. Unless you have, yes. you want to plug anything else, or just kind of you know let us. know No, I just you mind. know basically want to want to tell uh, folks to vote for oh, sure. Definitely, we really didn't uh, get into the. I don't know if you listened to the rest of the show, but we had some uh, some pretty interesting times early on. We we do a thing called "What Did We Learn This Week?" and uh, what we learned this week is that Trump is a really bad dancer. And, uh, <laughs> so we played a few songs about that, and we had a call from uh, our best uh, impersonator, <laughs> the president. Himself, he was the I president. You, we'll we'll send you an MP3 of this whole show because it's really um, you've got to hear that to believe. It's really it, so. really fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward okay. to it. So thank but you so thank much you guys for guys so in. much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, for it's really good to get to know you, so and I will be stopping out. in to Nashua yeah. and to uh, and I'll be checking out definitely the podcast. Yes, uh, no question. Oh, very good. So much. Into I hope you podcast, love it. So we have 142 to yeah. listen to. I think. Um, Perfect. Yeah, there's, there's a lot more, of there's a lot seven of more novels to read. <laughs> I mean, uh, our our uh, station has I think five podcasts. So yeah, we're doing we got great. number five, <laughs> and you will be number six. Isn't that awesome? Very cool. Right, you won't Very be able cool. to hear this thank because so we haven't quite developed this technology. But we're going to see you out with some big happen for some beat happening. This is oh, Fog- thank you so this much. This is Foggy Eyes. So if you tune us in, oh, you'll hear great it. song. And uh, great take song. care, Andy. Have a good night. Thank you, fellas. Thank Thanks you, Mitch. So thank you, Mark. You guys Bye-bye. have a great night. See you too. Take care. See ya. Bye. Thank you.